Oh, hey, Lisa. Hey, John. 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 Oh, hey, Lisa. Week eight. Week eight. Week eight. Welcome to the week eight episode of the Pipeline Fantasy Pod. This is your host, Grant Whittington. Properly introduced myself this time. Proud owner of Grant's Good Guys Got Game. Joined, as always, with our very special co-host and league commish, Jake Eric Gaines. Jake, what's up? How you boys doing? Doing good. Dog pound. Let's eat, baby. <laughs> Woo-hoo. That was pretty cool that I said that. Um, also joined today with a very special guest. I think he's actually rising in the power rankings. We don't, don't want to give too much away. We have Reverend Walton, RJ, Robert, John, Johnson, Samuels, Johnsons. What's up, RJ? Welcome to the pod. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm glad to be here. It's my so, father. It's a it's a terminalist time here, and I just need some fantasy football to really let out my uh, my uh, frustrations. Yeah, for those tuning in in like mid January when the dust has settled, um, it's currently the eve or the day after election day. But we're finding out that it's election day is no longer a thing in 2020. It's more like election week and perhaps election month, and we're all reeling from uh, just like keeping all of our eyes and ears on the situation. So. This will be a very welcome hour or so break. You're welcome for, for giving you a little distraction because um, we're just going to talk about fantasy football. There's no room for politics on the pod. We got uh, a politics fantasy pod coming out next week, probably. That's not actually going to happen. But yes, RJ, my blue man. How you doing, man? We're ha- we're really happy to have you on the pod. I've wanted to have you on the pod for a while because of just like you were the initial um tanker and now you've had kind of a few a few other teams join the bandwagon but you're the og tanker and you're kind of doing it the be- well you and jason shraf is a terrible tanker keeps accidentally competing you kind of have a good formula a good recipe for tanking so I'd, I'd love to hear how you think it's going so far um if you're looking forward to the future if you're optimistic if you're a little down on the league or if you've enjoyed tanking so far don't a lot at you just yeah, a lot of things to react to. Um, first of all, I have to say, everybody that's been on has been fantastic. Um, um, in terms of my team, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with how it's going. I think, let's think back to my history and, and where I sat with the league. I think everybody knows, um, most of the listeners, I, I, don't, I think we're, we're, that number will hopefully be dwindling. But for those that don't know, I was very much against the dynasty, um, but was convinced and outvoted. And then I was very much against additional rule changes. I actually mm. consider myself the leader of the opposition party. Um, Mitch McConnell. I am happy with how the league is now. I am here to lobby. I hope there are no further changes. But my team, let's see, I'm overall happy how it's going. I obviously had the tank when I think three or four, all four of my running backs were replaced in the draft. Grant has alluded to that on a previous podcast where 
I was sitting there watching the draft with him and just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Every five minutes. Um, so I had it really, no, it was absolutely amazing. Almost, not even your running backs only. It was all like all of your position players too. Yeah, Mariota, um, Brissett, um, mm-hmm. Mariota didn't get re-upped. Uh, a couple other guys, they're probably not even worth mentioning. Oh, um, uh, Michael Gallup, there's another one. Gallup, uh, huge, yeah. There's, there's about seven or eight of them. So I knew I had to get rid of people. I had some good building blocks that I, that I wanted to either build around or sell. Um, Kenny Galladay and Stephon Diggs are two of those. I've sold them. I've gotten some young, good receivers. I'm a little nervous with the trade, and I think Jake will tell me that I have a good reason to be nervous with Nikhil Harry. Um, I think Rogues may need to up his game to fill in that Tyreek Hill void that I was hoping I'd get out of him. But overall, happy. I, I need running backs. There's no hiding that. Um, but I'm excited to probably get Trevor Lawrence or, or trade down and explore running back. And I've got Steve picks. Uh, Steve's first round pick in my arsenal, which I'm hoping is about mid first. So I got good assets. I'm happy. Yeah. And I think you, Grant kind of mentioned it last time when we had Kinser on the, on the pod, but uh, the rebuild all starts with the quarterback position. It seems like that's the, as the blueprint for Kinser's success has been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stockpile the quarterbacks. And it seems like you're following suit with uh, you had two picks in the draft uh, or you had three, three picks, I think two of three early picks and you took Justin Herbert and Jordan Love with those picks um, on top of the fact you traded for Daniel Jones. So, and you're going to have probably a top two pick. So you're going to have basically four, it looks like four solid young quarterbacks in, in the, uh, in your pocket there. Well, I know Gaines is kind of forcing your hand there, but are you, what are you thinking with that number one or two pick RJ? Would you, would you be willing to, to tell the listeners now? I mean, I'm always thinking Arby's, but, uh, <laughs> but, but besides that, um, inside joke for, for those that know it, um, but it, I, I, I'm open to anything. I, I'm always down to talk, always down to trade. I think I've made You'll try like, anything once, right? Yeah, do it once, at least, sometimes twice, but we'll see how the time goes. Uh, you got you to get a different perspective, but we'll see. I don't know. I, if you give me the right uh, trade, I'll, I'll trade. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. I, I want to pivot actually to something that you alluded to earlier um, in your intro, and that's the kind of resistance to uh, joining the the Dynasty League. And I was kind of in that same boat. I really liked the redraft, just to the aspect of uh, like every year being able to compete and not have to worry about a rebuild. But I've I too have just like absolutely fallen in love with the Dynasty format. And I was wondering, RJ, how far you have come. And knowing that you are in another league that is redraft, what the difference between those leagues are, how much, what's your LOE difference? Are you spending more time on dynasty? Are you more committed to this league versus the other? Um, Just curious to hear your opinion on that. Good question. Good question. My other league I've been in for probably 15 years, I'd say now, since I was in in early middle school. Um, I'm usually, I think we have a winning percentage going. I've got the highest win, win percentage. I think that this league is a lot more competitive, meaning that people are a lot more into it, trading, strategizing way more yeah. than I am. Um, I, I like Dynasty a lot. Um, I've been trying to li- lobby the other league so much into Dynasty that today I got one of those SpongeBob memes with Dynasty written, like the SpongeBob with the different uh, capital lowercase um, mocking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it's not going to work. It's just not the right group. Um, 
but I, right now I'm more into that league because my team is dominant. Um, I, I lost, I just lost Kittle, but I still got the best uh, team in the league by far. Um, but I, but I was more into this one when I was making trades. Now I think my team's kind of matured, meaning that I've got assets for the future, um, and I'm not really looking right, to right. Um, unless somebody calls me. Like Kinsler gave me a good offer for AJ Brown, I was interested in, but I think I, I think I'm going to go away from him a little bit. Oh, he's he's fishing back for AJ Brown. Yeah, we do a little back and forth. He he got Julio, I got Julio back, or um, Judy back, um, and so forth. Um, I think we'll, we'll see. We, he could get him back, but he's got to offer his offer a little bit, you know. Oh, there you go. There's the plug. I love that. Yeah, you always got to be lobbying for your boys. I think one thing on that I just want to bring up on on the dynasty versus versus redraft thing, and I know I made this point when we were when I was trying to persuade you RJ and obviously it didn't really work at the time you still uh were pro redraft but you kind of mentioned like being into or like it's uh you thought that redraft gave you a new chance every year like that that you like that aspect of it um and as somebody who's kind of been pre before the dynasty I was kind of had a couple bad years in redraft you kind of just like once you're in the hole and you've and you're like not expected to make the playoffs your season's over and you can't do anything everybody's trying to trade with you and you're like i don't give a shit because like it doesn't matter it's <laughs> a really so, good like, point yeah so, like at least in dynasty like even if you're losing you have something to trade for you have a future to look after and you know you're still interested in making moves and and being a part of you know what's going on in the league so i think that was something that really drew me to, to the dynasty yeah, that's big time. I, and then the flip side of that is, though, you could be bad for like three or four years, um, whereas you can get a fresh start. But it, it just depends on who you're playing with, right? Like, this league is, is competitive. We have a podcast, so you know. <laughs> uh, but but I, I like it overall. It's just you got to have the right group, and this is the right group for it. Yeah. Completely agree. I mean, you can you can text anyone and expect them to answer with at least some interest in the trade that you're you're offering, uh, which is is always fun if the doors stays open. I think that's a great point, Gaines. That teams can get discouraged if they're down and then just kind of forget about their team, uh, regardless of your your you know interest in fantasy football. If your if your team starts you know two and seven, what are you playing for at that point? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we were talking we we're talking again about. Uh, that three, four window year window of competing. But I mean, we, we haven't been in dynasty for that long. We've seen Kinser. I want to say, turn the, turn, you know, the car around his team isn't playing well this year, but he clearly has a super talented roster. <laughs> really not sure actually what's not clicking. <laughs> yeah, no the motivational talks in the locker room just haven't yeah. been great, I guess. Not a good coach. Yeah. <laughs> bad coach. Yeah, but doesn't like, know how to players for fight to fight for him. RJ, you competed last year. You, I mean, you kind of threw in the towel at the end and then you accidentally made the playoffs, accidentally beat Gaines in the playoffs. <laughs> but like oh. your, your team is currently in its rebuilding year. Do you see the rebuild going further beyond this year? Do you think that you could be ready to compete? Maybe throw in like, I'm not saying you'll beat Gaines next year, number one in the power rankings, but maybe you could, you know, be like a Will or a, a my team. Not next year because I think we're going to have to see some maturity from some quarterbacks. Drew Locke is – I was hoping Judy would kick on a little faster, but we're going to need Drew Locke to grow a little bit or work at somebody else in there. I also just need running backs. I don't think Singletary's – like, I don't want to shit on my guy, but, like, he's not an <laughs> for sure. God, he's, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not an RB1. There's nothing uh, else to do in Buffalo. He's definitely tuning in. <laughs> 
So, so I need a, I need a RB one and a solid RB two, um, and maybe Singletary's the guy, maybe he's not. But right, I but just to, I mean, just to go off your point earlier, you also have McCollum's first round pick. Uh, the first, the mid first round this year led way to who was it? Um, Acres. Acres, Elaire. I mean, John Taylor was what the fourth pick? Three? No, he was second. He, uh, it was like Swift. Well, Swift second or third. CD, yeah. Swift, CD, Judy. And Herbert. then Dobbins. I mean, you could theoretically, if if McCollum's team keeps sliding and they won this week, okay. Yeah, so, the upsetting. But. Mid, mid, mid. Uh, I feel like a mid first round pick. You're looking at either one of those later first round quarterbacks, or you're looking yeah. at like a wide receiver, or you know, one of the top top three wide receivers in the class, probably. Um, or a back-end running back. A back-end running we'll back see. in the yeah. class, yeah. It depends on need versus, like, if you go best available. So, yeah. yeah. I think to RJ's point, I mean, low-key, RJ's team has definitely performed – has been, uh, by no surprise, one of the worst this year. However, he did put up 130-something points against you, Grant, and took you down. Yeah. Um, he's, he's put up over 100 points, you know, so and a lot of that time was without two quarterbacks. So – <laughs> you know, like uh, I mean, I have his roster up now, and I like his roster. Like, I honestly think it has a really good foundation here. Yeah. So, and Maybe, it's, the, it's the most yeah. encouraged I've been about your roster, RJ. As the weeks progress, I get you know more confident about Miles Gaskin. Maybe actually, I mean, he went down with an injury, so he'll be out a couple weeks. But actually, carving out a solid role, um, and then the trades with for the young receivers, AJ Brown, and then you have who was the other receivers you got? Rugs, Judy, um, Rugs, Judy. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of hope. I I think uh, I agree with you, RJ. I think I think you're two years away. I think you're gonna have mm-hmm. an awesome draft this year and really solidify some of the those cornerstone players. And then all you're gonna need the year after is to take your first round pick, draft an immediate impact playing running back, and next thing you know, you're a hundred percent in the playoff hunt. So you never know any given Sunday anyway. But a couple of years, you know, two years of development under belt, some quarterbacks. Uh, I think think you're going to be well off. Yeah, one last point on my roster, too. I was huge. I was really high on Danny Dimes. I'm not as high as Dan- on Danny Dimes, especially <laughs> after, um, I guess, Monday night. Understandable. That, that mm-hmm. was tough. I, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I watch every Giants game. I will always root for the Giants or my fantasy team, whatever. Pretty much nothing is, is over the Giants in my life. Um, Becca won't watch <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, uh, but he just I don't I don't know man I I he can't throw the he's Eli Manning. Oh, you can feel you can't like obviously this isn't a video, but you can feel you stirring around in your seats. You're getting angry. He's literally Eli Manning minus clutch plus running. Um, and there's one more thing in the formula, but basically that describes more turnovers. Right? No, I, I mean oh uh, minus the deep ball. Eli threw a good deep ball. Yeah, I mean, to defend that, that play with Slayton in the first half, no idea what happened. That wasn't a bad ball. I don't know why the yeah. commentators were, were ripping him, but Slayton just, like, didn't see it or something. Yeah, it wasn't a, tar- a terrible throw. He had another one that wasn't too bad, and the receiver lost it. But there were some bad ones. There were some bad ones. Underrated aspect about Daniel Jones, though, is not only does he lead, what, his own team in rushing, but he, I think he also leads your fantasy team in rushing. Yeah, he's probably not. That's pretty funny. I think no, actually, I, I'm looking at the stats now. Singletary and Gaskin both have, uh, uh, you know, like 80 more rushing errors than Daniel Jones, but on like 
knocking on the door. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like 60 more carries. <laughs> so yeah, Daniel Jones is a really efficient runner. Yeah. He had that massive one run where he tripped, but. And teams still don't expect him to tuck the ball away and run. Like the read option just fools everyone that the Giants play against. I mean, they're, they're, to, to be fair, also last game, if you're taking that as like the, the last straw, it was against Tampa Bay, who has an amazing defense. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it's got a kind of a softy against – well, oh, gosh, the front line. Yeah, could be interesting, too, because there will be a lot of pressure there. So, I mean, Daniel Jones is one of those things. It's kind of like Josh Allen. The only – or not the only, but a huge mark against them was their turnovers. And Josh Allen somewhat turned it around this year ever since that, that game against the Pats where he had, like, four interceptions or something crazy. He, his stats have like totally flipped and he's been a really efficient quarterback. So maybe Daniel Jones will have a wake up call. I mean, he knows that that's his biggest weakness. You got to think he's, it's in the back of his mind. Maybe he just needs to play a little more freely. He's gotten better with the fumbles, but the, the interceptions are still a big problem. Yeah, turnovers got... are turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter what, which kind of they are. Yeah. Exactly. Not good. You know about that. You Carson Wentz owner. Oh man. <laughs> got fired. Uh, I think we should, we can jump into the trade reactions. We actually have a couple trades that went down this week. We've been, there's been a little bit of a lull. We had like three weeks in a row where there was nothing to talk about during the segment. But happy to have some action here. We had Schraff and Will deal. Will giving up a 2022 first-round pick for Debo Samuel. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, so – Shout out Debo Samuel. He's a former yard goat. He's uh, been he's, moving. He's uh yeah, he's getting passed around like a bottle of crown. Uh, <laughs> Hope he didn't like buy a house in in Tripperville. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it appears that Trap wasn't happy with him, obviously. <laughs> uh, he didn't <laughs> didn't keep him hold on to him for very long. But I will say that Debo so in twenty nineteen draft class, Debo Samuel was was my guy. He was, he was yeah. the prospect that I was absolutely drooling over. I just love the explosiveness out of him, how hard he runs. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought this was a good pick for Will. This is probably about equal value. I would say that like a 2022 first round pick, you really don't, first of all, time value of money. That's two years away to, to reap any benefits. I guess you can trade a first. To, I'm really to impressed else. with Schraff for the patience on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I, think I don't think I could accept the 2022 first round pick. That that yeah, like you said, he's literally going to make that pick in a full two year, like a, a year yes. and nine months. I guess uh, it's still an asset. Like if if Jeff sure. wanted to make a trade, he could package two like 2022 first round picks. It's pretty valuable. That's an excellent but, point. Like it still it still has value. Um, but yeah, to your point, if he's picking in 2022 what are you hoping for? Like if you're in a middle, I'm just saying like, he's probably hoping to get, he's probably hoping to get a guy exactly like like Debo Samuel. Samuel. Exactly. (laughs) Debo Samuel has been in the league for one year and he's had some injury issues, but when he's on the field, he looks good. Like he's a second round pick. He looks like he's fit the bill. uh, So to speak, I don't think he's, he hasn't shown the DK Metcalf kind of upside that other receiver and Terry McLaurin, like those kind of stats that some of the other receivers have had in that draft class. But uh, also yeah, notable, for that. notable now that I'm thinking about Will's roster too, is he has uh, Debo, Ayuk, and Jimmy G. And Jimmy yeah. G's days may be numbered at, in San Francisco, but that's a pretty crazy 
one, two, three punch. What, what do you, what do you call that? The double, uh, the stack, the double stack, the triple the stack. Double stack. Yeah. Oh, the triple. Yeah. Double stack. Double Damn. Stack. I want it to be the triple stack so bad. Yeah. Though. I mean, yeah. I, I do think that Debo and Ayuk, the way that they use Debo and Ayuk, I think that they could, I think there's value in both of them. Coexist Gaines. I think, I think they can coexist. Coexist. As long as they, that as long as they swing the ball a little bit. Because they run the ball with these guys, too. Like, you know, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they're getting balls on end rounds. They're forcing touches. It's not about yeah. how many catches they get. It's how many touches they get. And they can make so much happen with just one touch that I think there's value in both of them. So what's Debo's outlook in, in 2020? Is he – do you know his injury update? He's definitely out for Thursday if the yeah. Thursday game happens. He's, he's out for – a couple I, I heard a couple weeks so as of two okay. weeks ago so he's one week's already happened he's out this week maybe one more uh they didn't put him on ir so you assume that he'll be back kind of that three week period yeah because this could be a huge play for will to shore up his his you know slot play or yeah. wide receiver play for this season his, i mean we've, yeah. we've talked a lot about will kind of playing the sit and wait game and we thought that was a great strategy but going after a game-changing wide receiver if you know yeah he comes back healthy and as dynamic as or or better than 2019 it'll be a a good play it's the same thing now now for later now for now Debo's a young young guy so like it's now you get get some some value now and some value later so and and also on uh, to to defend Schraff I mean that 2022 a first round pick of any nature that far out could be of really good value you just don't I mean Will's team could implode uh next season he could have a bad season you know RJ, are you are you interested in twenty twenty two picks? Like, is that something yeah, that you twenty twenty two pick? I want to say one thing about Shraff's team. Shraff has Cortland Sutton, T Higgins, and Justin Jefferson. I kind of like the move for him. I mean, he's also got another guy Allen Robinson and Robin, Robert Woods. I mean, you can really start six receivers. Um, I guess you probably can't even do you that. You can't. <laughs> so, so I kind of like the move. I mean, obviously there's buys and all that, but I, I think it's a good move. I agree. Um, I agree with you, Arthur. Like on both sides. He did have a lot of depth and needed to offload someone. So, yeah, that's a good point. And he, he gained Debo and um, and Cortland Sutton from that that trade with Gaines. So. Yeah, an asset's an asset, right? Like, Schreff could go ahead and move that pick. 100%. Definitely. I'll, I'll trade for it. For a running back. All he needs is a running back. <laughs> that wasn't the only deal that Shraff made this week. Shraff also traded with yours truly, not me, but the, uh, the commissioner, Jake, uh, by way of Drew Brees going to the Yard Goats for Ryan Fitzpatrick, newly benched Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sony Michel, the Frenchman, and 2021 second round pick. RJ, what do you think about this one? I mean, Jake, Jake, you need to Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, Better you than me, brother. Uh, I'm running out about three hours of sleep, so you'll get probably one or two more of those. Um, yeah, I heard the, the correlation from voice cracks to hours of sleep is, is really high. <laughs> I, I get them. I get them. Uh, but anyways, the I, Jake, you needed to do this. I, I think you need a championship this year. You could get one in the future, but you're working at it, man. You, you I don't want to say deserve it because nobody necessarily deserves it, but um, good move. Yeah, you have to earn everything in this country. Yeah. You don't deserve anything. Nothing's handed I to you. I second that. 
So hey, my team's. Uh, I think my team deserves it. I, I just did a little look back, and we haven't put up less than 130 points all season. Oh, you looked back at it. And, yeah. Was it fat? It was super fat. <laughs> hey, is this true? Last year, or could he have one more? I so I made this trade under the under the assumption that this is Drew Brees' last year. Okay. So anything, if I if I'm getting anything a else out of Drew surprise. Brees, it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I I like this trade for you, Gaines. I like this trade for Schraff. I think it's just a fair trade all around. He got pretty good value back for Drew Brees, and we had talked. I mean, I had said for weeks and weeks that Schraff's season would be somewhat of a failure if he didn't move on from Brees, just considering he didn't need him whatsoever. Uh, to get a second round pick, albeit it will be a late second round pick, is still valuable. We saw some pretty decent talent and immediate plays. I mean, you had LaVisca Chenault coming off the board 301, right? 212. 212. So this, yeah. that'll be that pick. Um, uh, wow. Thanks, uh, Grant, uh, for that vote of confidence. Uh, I will say <laughs> one, one thing to note also on this that I don't think anybody realized, but me and Traff definitely knew when we were making this decision or this, this negotiation was that that 2021 20, second that I gave him was also previously involved in our Cortland Sutton Drew Bre- or Cortland Sutton Devo Samuel trade. Mm-hmm. There was a contingency in there that if I didn't place that in the current year, if I didn't get any payout, then we would swap second round picks. So he was basically betting that Derrick Henry would take me to a, to a top three position. Uh, he was like, if so, I gave up that right when I gave him the second round pick. So there was like there was okay. like swap rights involved in our second round picks and by so that's him null and void pick, now. I also null yeah kind of nullified it. So that's also an incentive for him who could have swapped with his his good second round pick. Yes. Okay. So a recap would be Schraff owns your first and second round pick now. Correct. Clears that. Okay. Clears that. And Sony Michelle got good riddance. Sony Michelle. I, I can't I, believe you got rid of. I don't know. <laughs> We all just talked. <laughs> what was that? What was that for Shraff? Why did he want Sony? Or was it just like a? Was, right. he, he originally asked for a third to swap fourth and third round picks. So like he instead of Sony, he wanted me to give him my third, and he give me his fourth. And I said I would rather give up Sony Michelle. And he said, "Wow, so you value <laughs> Sony Michelle." less than you value like a three pick movement in the late third round. I think it's the name value of the third round pick. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah, a third true. round pick is still like tradable. It is. A fourth it, round pick is not really tradable. That's a great point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. E- even though I, I would hope that our, our league is smart enough to realize that a third round pick from, from you, Jake is essentially hey, a I mean, fourth round pick. <laughs> it's just, uh, a it's pick not. is it's still a, a third. A pick is as good as the player you draft with it. So hey, if you're if you can you got an eye for talent and can scout some, uh, you trust your GMI. Yeah, like yeah. A, if you trust your GMI, and hey, you've got a GMI. That sounds like a venereal disease. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a GMI. Um, cool. Well, those are the trades. I think that was, those are pretty good reactions. And honestly, it seems like. Schraff, Will, and Gaines all kind of got out pretty. You're all – I think it was fair all yeah, around. I think that's – that's how – I feel like that's how trade should work. Yeah. Instead of Jason getting robbed by Robbie Robbie J with Tyrell Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. You dirty all dog. All-time one, all one-sided trade. <laughs> hey, I also, I also got Robbie Anderson in that too. Yeah, I know. Which you Do flipped for a first. 
which I also flipped for a first. Wow. RJ Walton. GM or Dio Robbie. You're such a GMI, bro. Oh, genetically modified instrument. <laughs> yeah, you're a, a you're a small tuba. <laughs> one of a kind, baby. You're one of a kind. Oh, sheesh. Oh, shooting heck. All right. Um, number three on the agenda. We can move to the th- week three Jermichael Hasty Hasty reactions. Um, oh. Which, you know, we may have to have a, uh, a second bit of this pod after if tomorrow's games happen. So I can just have a hasty reaction on Jermichael Hasty. We'll get, a, we'll get a Snapchat from you, I'm sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be naked. Um, so the first, the first one was really the premier matchup, which reminder that we kind of shuffled these around so that the last matchup is no longer, uh, necessarily the most important because in fact, it's the, in fact, it's the least intriguing of all it's that the least intriguing, but I encourage you still to stick around because the three of us are just so freaking funny or hilarious. Uh, the first match we want to talk about is Gaines versus Chris Johns formerly the Kansas city chiefs and formerly and currently former number three in power rankings versus the yard goats. The yard goats ran away with this one, 143 and a half to 118.76. Gaines, congratulations. You officially are number one in the league by yourself. That's big. Thanks Grant. Again, we, we actually, today was the only day this pod was the only time that we didn't go through league rankings but the people know that we go by hockey points. So even though you, Johns, and myself are – and no, Sveklos, no, no. we're sitting at six and two, you are in sole possession of first place, not only because you own the points four, but because you have two hockey points for shootout losses, for dis- – yeah, for high scoring correct. losses. Yeah, correct. We're uh, – I think f- – I think me, the top three in the standings right now are me, John's view at 14, 13, 12. So. Yes. And is Feck? No, he doesn't have the hockey points to, to touch me. No, uh, apparently I don't think Speck is even third. I think Steve is fourth right now. Oh, Steve interesting. We'll get into the um, rankings yeah, in a beat later. But uh, yeah. So interesting week for me, just, just another, uh, just another day at work. For just the- another manic Sunday. <laughs> oh, RJ, stop touching yourself. Come on, we're on TV. You guys are getting it good. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm looking at um, Chris's roster right now and, and just thinking, uh, this team to me is kind of on the, on the downslope. I mean, you still got Patty Mahomes, so you never can count this man out. But Zeke hurts. I mean, it just hurts. Um, Mixon and maybe come back when he's healthy and then be good. But we'll have to see with that. You never know. Uh, I just think that, I don't know, this team is not top three in the power rankings in my book. But sorry, Chris, you may not even hear this. I'm, I'm going to defend. No, he's going to hear this. This is his matchup. So this is the one thing that he will listen to. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to jump in and defend Chris here, who, by the way, was the, the third highest scoring team this week, despite the the scoring of this matchup. Uh, he had Joe Mixon out on injury, Will Fuller on a bye, Antonio Gibson on a bye. So it was a depleted roster this week. Um, I think the good news for him is Drew Locke not only played 
fine, but he also led a game-winning comeback. Like he, I think that's that is the best news that you could you could yeah. have for Johns right now is his second quarterback that he needs to rely on just proved that he can go out and come back in a in a game uh, and and lead the team to a win. And I think that's that's good for his future. I did forget about that. You, you do like to see that as as a. Uh, I watched the first half of that game and and was pretty disappointed at how. Uh, that was going because I've got Judy. Um, so I didn't watch after that, but I agree. That's a good point. I just, I don't think I'm as strong on Mike Evans as, as some others may be. Lockett's good, but there's a lot of mouths to feed um, on that offense, but it's a high powered offense. I don't know. I just, I don't, maybe it's four for me. I just don't know if it's top three. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the, the top four in the power rankings are neck and neck anyway. So it's something's got to give there. I, I agree with RJ and I agree with Gaines. I think Johns has a good team and a lot of his talent again was either injured or, or on by this week with his Italian son, Antonio. He'll come back next week and, and be a strong play. Will Fuller, um, if he still has that hammy injury, if he can heal, he'll be great. And then Joe Mixon, <laughs> Joe Mixon's just a, obviously a, a no brainer starter. So the, the big question, as you mentioned, RJ is, and actually gains with, with the quarterback situation, but I think Zeke is just that something's got to give there, right? I don't know how much things are going to change when Cooper Rush is under center or Garrett Gilbert is under center, or even when Andy Dalton comes back from his concussion. So, I mean, the last three games, he has eight points, 5.6 and 7.8. That's Le'Veon Bell it's, territory. It's not great. Yeah. No, it's not good at all. But it is a floor. It is a floor. He's not putting zero points. You know, like There's I think floor. you can expect eight. I think you can expect eight points every week out of Zeke. Just period. Just based yeah, on the level. I agree. Yeah, that's that's fair. true. Yeah, and I mean, mean what I you what you lose from Zeke, you make up for in you know Pat Mahomes Ty, and then uh, yeah. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, Will, who just goes off. Like. Will Fuller, but Will Fuller's kind of in that same vein. It's not like they have many weeks where they completely flop. Minus the literal zero from Will Fuller in what week two or three, but yeah. they they'll also have weeks where they freaking explode. Yeah. So and that's how you win. That's how you win weeks. You win weeks by the big boom games. No doubt. Big. No doubt. I mean, we looked at uh, Kinser's team last week, and he his team consistently scored what eleven to fifteen points, but no one scored above that, and he lost. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't you don't win by having just consistent floors. You need you need those explosions. So I do like the uh, upside in in Chris's offense. He did, he he started Hunter Renfro and Kendrick Bourne this week. Kendrick Bourne paid off, especially with, uh, what's his face, the tight end out. Yeah. (laughs) Hunter Renfro got a touchdown as well. So yeah, some good plays there on bye weeks. Good, good plug and play plays on bye weeks. You worried about Johnny Smith. He's been on a huge downward slope too. No, I'm, I'm not to be honest. I think he can, I think as far as tight ends go, considering the landscape in the league right now, I think Johns can feel pretty comfortable with Johnny Smith, uh, even even with a, a, a couple of bad weeks in a row. Things had three bad weeks in a row, but I would still be playing him every week. Yeah, fair. So, Gaines, on your side, you were considering mulling, and actually this week it may come to fruition with uh, Carson Wentz on by. Yeah. Yeah playing just the one quarterback and then, you know, midweek you made the trade for Drew Brees and looking at your bench, you probably would have plugged and played DeAndre Swift, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so worked out. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. I mean, still would have secured the victory, but running up the points. 
doesn't hurt for sure. Are you any, any calls for concern from Rojo? Rojo put up 4.6, really wasn't a part yeah. of the, the game script yeah. after, after the quote-unquote fumble, which was total bullshit. Not, I, not a fumble. I still am a, a diehard believer in Ronald Jones's talent. Say that again, RJ? Yeah, what was that, RJ? <laughs> Hot take on that, not a fumble. But, uh, Dude, uh, if, you put it, if, if you put a replay in slow motion, anything is a fumble. You can graze your finger and it looks like a fumble. I thought that would be a fumble live, but maybe I'm a little biased here. I think the I think the more concerning part than the fumble was the fact that like he had to like go to his knees to like try to catch that ball. Like he just looked super unsure of himself when he was trying well, to make that catch. It was tipped. It was tipped at the line. True. All right, but we know Ronald Jones seems to have a little bit of a confidence issues when it comes to catching the football. But I stand by. I love Ronald Jones running the football. I think he's absolutely so talented. But yes, I have totally Leonard Fournette's eating into that chair. So I am not starting Ronald Jones with confidence moving forward unless R- Leonard Fournette is out. It's just kind of how it is. But yeah, that's if fair. I have to, if I have to play him bye weeks or whatnot, then I'll it was play kind him. of just shocking to see how short his leash was, though. I mean, yes, you fumbled it in on your own fifteen. Not great. I, I don't even think it was that. I think it's more that Leonard Fournette is the passing down back, and I think that's just kind of what they were doing. I think they were trying to get. Leonard Fournette involved. Ah, um, I'd argue. I'd argue against that. It was clear. I mean, the next two, two, three possessions until halftime, you didn't see Ronald Jones back on the field. It seemed like a clear consequence of the fumble. Because yeah. Ronald, I mean, Ronald Jones is still dynamic enough to to swing out and, and catch the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, he caught all. He caught all four of his targets this week. So yeah, and just looking at the snap count real quick, looking it up, uh, Ronald Jones played twenty four percent of snaps yeah. to. Lenny's 60, something seven, like that. 73. Yeah. So, yeah, you can say I'm a little bit concerned about Rojo, but um, I'm still holding tight for talent, only 23 years old. Oh, yeah. Great point. I think he'll he'll definitely bounce back. Just, again, I'm not sure if he's a reliable flex play, but good thing about your roster is that you have 15 guys waiting in the fold to get in. Look at <laughs> yeah, that. So. <laughs> exactly. And then you're, I mean, your one-two punch at wide receiver, just a crazy performance as we're talking about the high upside just to see Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf combined for, what, 60 points here? 50, yeah. 58 points? Crazy. This is, and this is kind of the thing, me and John's, we got DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett going on. And last week, Tyler Lockett put up bonkers yeah, numbers yeah. and DK Metcalf only had three points. And this week, it was, it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think they can also coexist put that on the back of your car again but um yeah dk was taking all the all the targets and tutties yeah. this time and also the touchdowns he, is, he had were so so cool. he is a stud he is so athletic absolute yeah. monster i still can't believe that people think that aj brown is better than dk metcalf i can't believe it people were coming into it in the draft because they're both old miss guys in and the then, draft yeah is anyone then, still screaming that well i mean at the end of I don't, I don't know. I think at the beginning of this season, I think, yeah. I think Kinser would have a hundred percent argued. I think Kinser definitely argued that AJ Brown was better than DK Metcalf. He traded me DK Metcalf and he wanted to keep AJ Brown. So yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right on yeah. that. All right. I think we can uh, move on. Well, very, very, very quickly. Carson Wentz, 8.6 had a few great showings. Are you, back to being worried a, a bit about yeah that's super concerning because that was <laughs> super concerning he played the dallas defense that got 8.6 points did not look good at all and i was just beating my drum last week that uh that i was confident in him so yeah and, and sam darnold 
not startable, you have better flex players to play in that OP position. And then Gardner Minshew might be getting jumped, but we'll see how, how Jake Lutton and Mike Glennon. <laughs> it's hard Jake Luton, Futon, uh, play. Is his name? Is it Luton? I think it's Luton. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh wow, that's okay. I was positive it was Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Said it was so much confident. Um, Gardner uh, Minshew. He, yeah. Do you think he's going to get jumped? No. No. Okay. We'll leave it at that because we do have a yeah. lot to cover in a short amount of time. So yeah, the uh, se- move on. the second matchup is in my opinion, the hottest, actually it had to be the hottest one of the week. And it involved me. Grant's good guys got game came out victorious narrowly over. I root for injuries. Jason Dopkin, 113.5 to one Oh nine boys thoughts. I, I think that, um, Grant just comment on Grant's team, not necessarily on the matchup. Grant, your team could be getting healthy at the right time. It's just all going to come down to the quarterback play. You went out and got cam, Kirk Cousins obviously hasn't been great. <laughs> These quarterbacks are going to have to play. I think you're going to be fine in the skill position. Keenan Allen is watching Herbert play. He's throwing everything to Keenan Allen. So you're locked there. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously a beast. You got McCaffrey coming back. Chris Carson coming back soon. It's a good lineup. You just need those quarterbacks to play. This week, Cam with 18, that's good. With Josh Allen with 12, trending down in the last couple yeah. of weeks. For sure. some love. Um, Le'Veon Bell, we'll see how that shakes out, that situation. But, I mean, 5.3 isn't going to win you games, but you might not need a start. So, it's, it's about really your flexes and your quarterback plays. Can you win? Yeah, and, and particularly the second flex position. And I kind of leaned into what Kinzer said last week where he checks the, my lineup and he's like, who the fuck is Grant playing in his second flex? And who else am I rolling out but Deontay Harris? the like seventh best receiver in new Orleans this week, which Whoa, is seventh best seventh worst. Oh, seventh I will worst. say Deontay, <laughs> Deontay Harris uh, from a, assumption college. Fun fact. Yeah. Assumption college is absolutely electric as a player. I watched, I he's on my radar. So nice to see that you're uh damn it. Did I drop him? Test. <laughs> what? Did I drop him? I think I did. I mean, he's a returner. He's a return specialist. Yeah. I don't know how much I don't know how much he can do as a wide receiver, but just the, with the ball in his hands, he's electric. But and I mean, pretty yeah, e- yeah, pretty easy also to defend this play, considering that he was playing at four twenty five, as was Chris Carson, and I was holding out hope that Chris Carson, he was a true game time decision, didn't end up oh. playing. And honestly, even if he did play, it may have been a stupid play. That's a great point. I was going to ask. I was going to ask why he didn't start Zach Moss over Deontay Harris, but that makes sense if you were holding out for Chris yeah, Carson. That's exactly why. Cool. Great. Good, good sound managerial skills there, Grant. I Absolutely, like yeah. I agree with you, RJ. I am concerned about the quarterback play. To defend all three of my quarterbacks, really, and I mentioned this in the group me, the, the wind and the weather was outrageous. So Josh Allen, this was a real pound-the-ball game for both the, the Patriots and the Bills, and they just ran the ball a lot. It's really uncharacteristic in the Bills' offense these days to – have your the running backs touch the ball as much as they did but they kind of abandoned the pass game because the ball was just wet and windy so and cam newton played fine i won't say he played well but he played better and he he may have found a target that he likes in jacoby myers i'm holding out hope for that because it really is i mean i i blame 
the lack of success on Cam. His throws haven't been there. But my gosh, the Pats are fielding horrible wide receivers, right? Yeah. Like you don't, he's not surrounded by playmakers all, at all. He's kind of got to make it happen himself, minus Damian Harris. Damian Harris, Gaines? Damian Harris. Yeah. Played really well. Really, really well. You got to look, be looking forward to that also, Gaines. But. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd comment on that as well. Cam did not play that poorly. He had a, he had a good game. He had an absolutely oh, gut-wrenching fumble. That game was over. He, all he had to do is walk in that. Uh, we, we could have pounded right down their throats for the last 50 seconds of that and game. I mean, fantasy-wise, too, put, like, it, they kicked the field goal. They settle for a field goal if Cam doesn't score a touchdown. And they go to overtime. That's more points for me on the board, right? So that was, that was devastating. I not only got yeah. a minus two, but I lost, had the opportunity cost lost there. So, Yeah. I mean, and this was back to the, the matchup, not just your team, but back to the matchup here. This was a tight matchup. I was just rooting my ass off for, mm-hmm. for Jason in this one. Um, <laughs> and I was watching it very, very tightly, especially the, the Monday night game when it was, you know, Graham Gano and Evan Ingram. God, Evan Ingram scored a touchdown, didn't he? He did. Oh my gosh! <laughs> totally scored a touchdown. <laughs> Why did they hurry up that play? That was that was that's the difference right here. One hundred percent. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh! He totally scored a touchdown. So I was, uh, yeah, it was a close game. Um, but yeah, one, to- one, a quick anecdote I'd like to to mention. Um, and buckle up because it actually may be a little longer than quick. But so I was watching this in Greenville, South Carolina, visiting my friend Thomas for the. Uh, just a day a little day trip and I decided to leave at halftime so I was I watched the first half um, and it's about a two and a half hour drive from Greenville to Atlanta so I'm making this drive pretty late at night and I was just like shuffling through the AM FM stations trying to find the game and I found it like seven different times but of course it kept breaking up so I have my GPS you know magneted on to my AC whatever uh, trying to get home which turns out you don't really need a GPS because Greenville to Atlanta is literally down 85. The instruction says like turn left in 195 miles. So um, I just have it up for the boys group chat basically. (laughs) So I'm playing, I I have my phone up and I'm getting alerts and I'm also getting text messages simultaneously. And everyone's just mentioning my name in the group chat. Shraf's texting me. He's like, dude, how tight is your butthole right now? And I'm like, that's just the most Shraf text I've ever received in my life. Like there are so many other ways to say, are you nervous? but he went with that one (laughs) and I can't answer or I'm like refusing to answer. I probably could have, you know, poked a quick text, text, like not, not doing great, but decided to just ride it out. So I'm listening in the car and I get a text from Shraf that says, damn, sorry, man, which like, first of all, I know it was coming from a good place, but fuck you, dude, (laughs) don't text me. Sorry, man. Like, because Evan Ingram just made this big play. And at the time it was like a minute left in the game and it looked like I was going to lose. Um, but it turns out that the radio, so I was waiting on the radio for them to make this call, but the radio that I was listening to was much faster. It was like two and a half minutes ahead of the stream that Shraff and the rest of the guys had. So you guys would react and then the play would happen, but like it already happened, you know? So I was waiting. I was like holding my breath thinking Evan Ingram was about to score this like, or like have this like 40 yard play. But in, in fact, like the next play, Sterling Shepard had like two catches. So it actually benefited me that I was watching it, that I was listening live and you guys were streaming because I was ahead of the curve. So I could kind of ignore with a peace of mind knowing that you guys were wrong. End rant. <laughs>
Uh, Evan Ingram. I, I just have opinions about him. He's got to get out. I want him off the Giants. He should be off Jason's ro- roster. Dude, he's, he's so athletic, out. though. He's so athletic, but he's been on the team for five years, the Giants, not Jason's team. And he drops – I think he's the most drops of any tight end or something like that, maybe even of any pass catcher. He's just, he's I, would want, I would want Evan Ingram on my professional football team. He just drops balls, man. I don't know. Jason's I've, team, yeah. I mean, it's my rebuild competitor here. Uh, you had – yeah, I like Tyler Boyd and Hardman with a great day, um, young, good receiver that could, could really cement himself in that offense. A um, couple of good tight end, or at least fans a good tight end, but I'll, I'll argue against um, Anchor being a tight end. But, I mean, there's pieces here. He just he needs running backs. He's got James Robinson. That's great. Hopefully James Robinson keeps up what he's doing for Jason. Um, can be the guy next year and moving forward for a few more years. Eckler on IR. It is. Yeah. yeah also on IR, too. I mean, there's a lot of other good running backs in that. In that um, it is. It is, unre- it is unreal how much disrespect people give to Philip Lindsay. I'm just going to say it. Like, this, Philip Lindsay is the most slept on running back in the NFL continuously. People give him absolutely no respect. You're this so guy, right. Oh, my God. This guy is so good. Like, just, I test, you watch him. He's better than Mar- Melvin Gordon. He is. He's, he's like, I would much rather have. Yeah, and one of those was for a 55 yard touchdown that brought him back into the game. <laughs> yeah, he's good. I mean, and, and Melvin Gordon is not young. So, I mean, Philip Lindsay is, is old for a second or second or third year running back. I think he's like 25 years or something like that. He was a, he was a senior, uh, you know, in college. Like he, he came out late, yeah. but J- Jason has a type at running back. I just Philip Lindsay and, and Eckler. Eckler. Yeah. And Ro- James Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're the same people. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an undrafted running back guy. He's bets on the guy. He, he doesn't want to take on their sa- uh, large salary at the running back position. Cause he knows how replaceable they are. Salary <laughs> locker room arrogance. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, I'm just going to say, I, I just wanted to point out that Philip Lindsay is slept on by people. So people also forgetting that Jason has Michael Thomas. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Elite. Yeah. Is obviously a beast. I mean, if he's coming back this week, he's going to be the top, like a top two wide receiver, you know? So, um, I also am ecstatic to have Christian McCaffrey back as reliable as Mike Davis has been. There's just nothing like putting Christian McCaffrey back in your lineup. So, I mean, it remains to be seen if he's officially playing, but yeah, yeah. I think your team, I think your team's got a bright future and tra- and our boy, Travis Fulgham continues to, to yeah. shine. So, oh, yeah, I love good. him. I actually love, I really, yeah, I'm going to buy a Jersey. Would you sure. say you have feelings? Yeah, it's beyond feelings. It's, oh. it's yeah, I've met his parents. Yeah, I won't ask anymore. I won't ask any bedroom talk or anything. <laughs> um, one very small last thing is a question. And this is actually the only thing that I didn't actually write it down. But if I was going to write it down, this would be the one thing to remind myself to talk about. How can someone explain, and I love, I love and respect and appreciate Frank Gore. Why is he still getting the ball? Like what? utility does he add to the Jets offense he's he's not dynamic he runs it you know three yards a carry why not give Ty Johnson a shot I am okay well yeah. okay. I was super confused where you were going with or P Ryan or P Ryan yeah. yeah I was super confused because I was like where is Frank Gore but yeah <laughs> I mean I was just like it's under serious question why uh but yes I agree I'm a makes I no love, sense I love LaMichael P Ryan I that's that's one of my 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 guys this year uh, at running back is when I was when I was doing my scouting I think he's fantastic I think he can do it all 
um, I just I would like to see him get some opportunities. So couldn't agree yeah. more. Listen, listen. I think I, I think I have the answer. The Jets organization wants Trevor Lawrence. They think giving those guys the ball one or two weeks could be good in three or four weeks. Squeak them a win. They know what they're getting. Right, but right. The, yeah, they, they don't care about the wins. They, I think they yeah, want they to know. Lose. They want to know. Well, they want to know what they have. Like I don't. Like I don't. If I'm the Jets, I want to know. Hey, do I need to go yes. out and find a running back? Like, but you've got. But you've got. You would think that. But you've got Jacksonville. You've got the Giants. You've got a couple other teams. You don't think the Giants would draft Trevor Lawrence if they got the first overall? But you don't yeah, know. I don't think. I just don't think that one running back giving one running back like fifty percent more snaps than he's been getting is going to win them football games. They're that bad. <laughs> I agree with you, but the Jets are literally the worst run organization in the entire NFL. So. Maybe the Texans, but that guy is gone who, who did it all. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that you Gaines had like a support for that question though, because I I was expecting you to say, well, it's Frank Gore, but I love Frank Gore. Yeah, he's of great, but yeah, I'm not. No one Frank Gore, dislikes Frank Gore. But yeah, put Frank Gore on a team that could use him for for, for <laughs> sure. Know. Goal line, yeah, punch it in. But like, you're not going to give it to him to be a game changing running back yeah or, or depth yeah just like yeah. i mean there, there are teams out there that could use some running back depth that are competing that's the people that should have frank or on their team not the new york jets but talking about p ryan is a perfect segue to, to look at spec and mccollum's matchup given that p ryan's on spec's team Ta-ta. um mccollum took down spec at a at the tune of 112.78 to 102 yeah and he can thank dalvin cook yeah <laughs> go ahead go ahead steve okay what? cool we were giving him time to think Dalvin Cook. Uh, he, he listens to this right <laughs> oh this is actually the 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 matchup of the non-listeners probably we still don't have metrics on whether steve and Svek openly don't steve, listen. steve definitely does not listen i can probably he's listening confirm. this week we're gonna send we have to send him we'll send him, we'll send him i'll text him yeah We'll all text uh, Lombard him. I, I have no idea if Speck listens to the pod or not. I feel like he listened to one. I don't know if he listens to him completely. He probably here, spends yeah. most of his time listening to EDM. Yeah. yeah. I was say, he's, he's listening when he's on runs and it's EDM. Maybe we could get uh, like a remix from Elenium of one of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, um, yeah, looking at this matchup, Speck's – Ravens didn't really show up, I guess. Yeah, the Ravens are it's underwhelming. Are concerned, they're con- I mean, they played Pittsburgh this week, right? Um, right. but yeah, no, uh, Specs, Specs players right now are concerning. But J.K. Dobbins looked great. Yeah, that's important, especially given that Mark Ingram is still slow to get back from that injury. I don't think he's going to be expected back this week either. Even so, I don't think they should go with him. I just think J.K. Dobbins is better. <laughs> yeah, against a stout Pittsburgh defense, too. 15 carries, 113 yards. It's good for 7.5 per, per carry. That's great. You're right. I didn't watch. I did, you, I, did you guys watch the game? I don't think I watched, but I spent some time thinking about Lamar Jackson two weeks ago. <laughs> And I, I wrote in my other league's um, power rankings about Lamar Jackson hasn't been Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson will be Lamar Jackson. I may need to walk back that statement. I, I just – I don't know. There's, there haven't been those big bombs. Uh, it's the runs. Yeah, he's just not – he's not getting free. It's the, Mar- the Mark Andrew connections. Look at Mark Andrews. has Either gets two touchdowns in a game where he's been kind of quiet 
a couple times. Uh, Calvin Ridley obviously got hurt in the middle of the week this week. Um, that hurt him. Yeah, that's true. Marquise Brown hasn't been playing particularly well, has he? No, and there's, you know, no. apparently, apparently he tweeted something about his usage the other day. He was, he's pretty upset about it. So, hey, Svek might have a locker room cancer. Svek also um, has the, the plethora yeah. or the surplus of tight ends. And yeah, it's kind of incredible that he doesn't play Hawkinson, like just in general. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he could be an easy slot guy, too. Well, I, he's, he's I, almost got a. If I was Ben Seck, I would have made a trade a few weeks ago. There's just things you can do with this roster that gets rid of a tight end and gets another, maybe another player and upgrades you somewhere. He could have went after a guy like Michael Thomas and like really cemented his place in this league. Uh, I just, I, I think he's a little bit too set with this guys. Um, that's my take on his team. Steve's team. I mean, I've Phil Rivers played well this week. I watched him. He threw some good balls. I, I think this team, there's, there's room at quarterback, but as long as Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook, he's going to be competitive. It's just, see what happened this week, 47 points. Looking, at, looking up and down his roster, nobody else did, did well at started. Um, and yeah. he won a good amount of points. So it's Dalvin Cook. And not to mention that his, he's kind of in a huge injury hole with Kenny, with Kenny and Drake and Raheem Mostert out. Like those are guys that normally, that we kind of expected to be kind of his starting guys like we, yeah i forgot about Kenyon drake and i think i think most are more so than Kenyon. like really most are when he plays is a guy that is putting up <clears throat> points no matter what yeah. he's a lock yeah i just didn't forget about right yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry um but yeah i mean i think steve it's good for steve for winning this game this was a huge win for him because it's a close him and spec are kind of in the same tier of uh yeah good know, point teams not to mention the fact that he's also uh, has people injured. So if he gets his players back, maybe he can make a run in the playoffs. Um, this is this was good for his playoff hopes. So, would you be worried about Amari Cooper? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that offense is is puke. Anemic gains. I'd say, yeah, I'd say anemic. I think yeah. they have to get Amari Cooper the ball. Like they have to try to get Amari Cooper the ball. They'll they'll recognize the fact that he got one catch. And or yeah, one catch, five yards, to, five targets, to, and try to force it to him a little bit more. But um, I don't a know. A little bit of life, a little bit of life from Chase Claypool after a, a very poor yeah. performance last week. So that's encouraging. Too. He looks like a weekly starter. I want Chase Claypool on my team so badly. I've asked Steve a number of times. I tried to get him in that trade with Robbie Anderson. Didn't really work out. But now I like where that guy's career is going. He seems like a good guy too. Good guys, maybe on your Canadian. Team. Yeah, he has a he has a YouTube channel too. It rivals Michael Pittman's YouTube channel. It's pretty good. I've watched an app. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got one note. No need to comment on it. Just one note. Mike Williams, the most infuriating player in the NFL. Like I can't. I don't think you could ever guess when Mike Williams is going to go off. But he's super talented. Yeah. But he'll he'll get two touchdowns one week. He'll get one catch for four yards the next week. He is impossible. Absolutely impossible. Yeah, um, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we should make a we should make a rush Mount Rushmore of sorts of like most infuriating wide yeah. out starts. Uh, he's he's definitely on there. Yeah. yeah, agreed. All right, let's move on because uh, we're running out of time. I know we got a a deadline chop, chop. to meet. Yeah, absolutely. What's the next matchup? Uh, we got Tra- Shravers Kinser, which is the battle of 
underperforming teams this year that I think everybody's kind of disappointed with. Uh, the, so Shrey changed his name to discreetly tanking. Uh, and he kind of blew out the Tiger Kings this oh, week. It was, a, it was a route. 131 to 98. Um, yeah, I mean, both teams have been super. Putting <laughs> points on the bench too. All around. Great performance from, from discreetly tankings. Yeah, I don't know if they're tanking anymore. I, what What do you do if you're Shrey now? Secrets out, Shrey. Um, so, I Shrey think, is at I eight think... points, by the way. Shrey is only two hockey points out of a playoff spot. So He goes for it. You go <laughs> for it. I think he should. Yeah, he, I mean, if you just put up one third. I think he's at the same position that Will was at a few weeks ago where you're kind of just waiting and seeing yeah. your team ball out each week. <laughs> Deontay, and if they, if they stumble, then they stumble. It's, all, it's almost, you know, could – argue that it's better that way but one co- or two comments on Shrey's team comment number one I thought Shrey had one of the worst benches going into this year I think he now has a good bench um great considering where his team started off it's not the best in the league it's not yours gains but it's good it's in the second half or upper half of the league for sure um my other point is there is some running back. Looking at this roster, and they all played pretty well. But there's some running backs in other positions here where, where guys are covering for injured people right now. Granted, he does have Devonta, so Wayne Gallman is. I guess you, you then get Devonta in there. Uh, but Gio Bernard is not going to put up 21.3 for more than another week or two, whatever. However long Mixon's out. Um, is, uh, so and who knows what's going on with the backfield in Denver? Seems like Melvin Gordon has it, but like you mentioned before, Lindsey. Yeah, tweet his spot. So uh, Gordon only had eight carries, so it's not that many behind uh, where Lindsey had. So we'll see. I um, just a, a quick side note is that Giovanni Bernard was uh, offered for a bag of chips to um, to the Kansas City Chiefs, former number three in power rankings, and Shrey declined the trade. It was genuinely, I think, a bag of like ruffles. Shrey, not even, not even a good pack of chips. Trey adamantly thinks he's worth a second round pick because Johns has Mixon. That is just blatantly a, a bad take. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's a horrible take. Maybe um, a third. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Kinsler's team is just uh, another uh, another underperformance. There's, there's no way around it. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay got hurt in the game. Yep. So that drives his point total. Definitely, yeah. Um, Kinsler's team, I mean, there's just a lot of good bodies. McLaurin was on by, that hurts him. But there's a lot of um, – and I guess you have Aaron Jones um, hurt, I believe. Yeah. There's a this lot is, of good bodies here. It's just – it seems like they don't put it together. Yeah, they haven't come I together this year. I still don't want to play Kinsler's team any given week, and I think it might be Russell Wilson that scares me a little bit, just like as, a, as an opponent. Like, I don't really want to play against him or Stephon Diggs. It's all – I mean, it's Aaron Jones, Terry McLaurin, like yeah, he's, he's, Kenny Galladay. He's got – yeah, he's got some yeah. fearful men on his on his roster. Funny, sure. the, the Kenny Galladay thing, flip side, Shrey has Marvin Jones. We were talking about how Shrey has kind of got Giovanni Bernard. He's got kind of people plugging and playing. But Mar- if Kenny Galladay is out for a bit, Marvin Jones is another guy that he can plug in and play and, and win some games down the stretch if he's the, you know, the wide receiver one in, in Detroit with Kenny Galladay out, but yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, if, if you're cancer, Hey, 
what's the worst thing that happens? You get another great pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. into that. I don't. I mean, you want him to win the league. You always do. He could have won the league. I think it's a little far fetched at this point. If I'm him now, I'm like, ah, this isn't that big of a deal. I'll get him next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You can't win the league if Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't on the field being the number one back. If if Love Bell is cutting into the, that chair, like that was his RB. Absolutely. And Lev Bell only received 26% of snaps to uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire's 50%. So it remains to be seen really what the split will be in the backfield. I think Bell will be more involved as the weeks go on, especially in, it seemed to, I, I watched the game and it seemed that it was almost like an every other possession type deal, but Alaire got the, the upper hand. So did receive more snaps, obviously, but there were there were drives where it was like eight drives or uh, eight plays in a row where Bell didn't leave the field, and vice versa for Clyde Edwards. So one one quick note on, on Acres, and then I, I know we're we're trying to push along. Yeah, he, he had six points here, and there's a lot of running backs mouths to feed, but he had a couple of plays where he looked shifty. So and we'll see who gets the job, and hopefully, can I don't think Kinsler's rooting for a split by any means. I think he wants one of these guys to peek ahead, but. Uh, you got to be encouraged, I think, by Acres. If if you're gonna have one guy cement his spot, it's probably gonna be Acres. I think if Henderson's good, they'll split yeah. in long term. But I just just try. reading the the Roto Wired uh, news report says that Coach Sean McVay said Wednesday that Acres needs to improve without the ball in his hands to earn more playing time. So maybe an issue of blocking or yeah. yeah. I I still think I still think I said it previously I still think Daryl Henderson is supremely talented and when he's been getting the ball he's been very good with it uh, I think he got hurt in this game that's why he's uh, the, the west coast Ronald Jones yeah I, I love them both they're my they're my boys <laughs> yeah he's the, the roto also says he's not expected to miss any time with the thigh injury I mean you plug Aaron Jones back into the lineup and they're back you know yeah he can win it. that's what well foreshadow the I don't want to foreshadow the power rankings, but I still don't want to play Kinsler's team. I still think his team is better than Trey's, I think, straight up. Yeah. Well, Gronk, I mean, Gronk also encouraging sign. Now that – now uh, Shrey has two legitimate tight ends going for yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. To Kinsler's negative one legitimate tight end. I think he may have even – did he drop Higby? No. He didn't. No. Uh, oh, he's on bye this week, so I don't know who he picked up. but I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Higby, Tyler Higby. Yeah, he's on yeah. Kinsler's team. I know, but did did uh, who's his tight end this week? Did he pick up Kinsler's tight end next week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Drew Sample. I don't know. <laughs> he dropped Irv Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you were you gonna say something about Shrey's team? Shrey's tight end. Me. Yeah. RJ. Gaines. Oh. No, I think Gronk looks great. I was going to say Deontay Johnson is in that Mike Williams tier of super yes. frustrating wide receiver. <laughs> yes. And Curtis Samuel, I do not know when you're going to listen to us, Shrey. Curtis Samuel is a guaranteed start every week. I almost got through that. Ooh, Gaines is getting pinged. That's RJ. That's Skype. I'm a on, Teams guy. On the clock. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who's paying you, and I'm offline for an hour on my government, well, whatever. Uh, well, you, you should know that an hour is never enough for the pod, RJ. Should have seen that one coming. Yeah, uh, we, I, told, I told him, don't message me. Well, oh, we wow. need your full attention for this matchup because we're talking about your boys, Reverend Walton versus whole bunch of yucky yuck. A uh, whole bunch of yucky yuck squeaked out a win. 
114.3 to 104. RJ, how do you think your boys fared this week? So um, two, two main comments um, first. One, I'll never root against my team. Even though I'm tanking, I'm still rooting for my guys. Love, love that so much. That feeds into my second point, which Henry Ruggs not catching, I don't know if you guys saw his back corner of the end zone, where he had enough room and he like just barely missed his second toe because I think he just was not – he didn't even realize that he was close. College boy. It's a, <laughs> yeah, exactly, college. Exactly, same. So that – gets it even closer because it was like a 20, 15 yards touchdown. It, it makes it even closer. Um, I thought Daniel Jones, of course, missed a couple. Um, and to Slayton, too, if they hook up. I could have won this game. Um, I'm sure there's things on, on Sean's side, like Kittle gets hurt in the middle of it. Yeah. There's things on the other side, but I'm, I'm encouraged by my team's performance. Um, Sean, I mean, Tom Brady – I thought I thought he's looked good. We have a good defense, um, the Giants. He didn't look as great as he has, but I'm still encouraged. It's, in my opinion, a good defense. Uh, I like Sean's team, to be honest. I think he's done a good job of where people thought he was going to be a tanker. Um, Kittle injury hurts, but Devontae <laughs> Adams has been killing it. Miles Sanders is going to come back. Sean's team could squeak in the playoffs, or it looks like they're going to get a spot. It should, we'll see. It could be poised for a little bit of an upset. Yeah, I don't know. Sean's team is super interesting to me. Just they're currently in the, the mark in the market for a playoff spot as as it stands right now. I think uh, we just mentioned Shrey's on his tail. Will is also on his tail, and Kinser is not that far behind. And I know that Kinser has a talented team, but oh God, I just hate Sean's team. <laughs> like they're just not. <laughs> Especially with especially with George Kittle out, like that was like the silver lining. Yeah, it'll hurt. I don't know. They're just like gross. He comes back. I'll Jamal tell you Williams what. Williams only has value if Aaron Jones is. It's hard to hate gone. a team with Devonte Adams on it, though. Yep. It is. I mean, he just he could blow up, and he it's not even blowing up for him. It's all. It feels like it's starting to become his freaking floor is to score two touchdowns a game and put yeah. up almost 100 yards it's but crazy he needs it he needs it when aj green doesn't do shit <laughs> aj green been wildly inconsistent this year todd Gurley really hasn't been terribly consistent actually put together a decent game points wise did he score it yes yeah, touchdown salvage it he two point wow the last three games for todd Gurley: 2.4 2.7 2.6 yards per carry not yeah, he's not he's not good He's not got good. touchdowns. Yeah, he's not got touchdowns all. rj yeah rj you're right he gets he gets the opportunity the falcons yeah. offense you know they can and two, I mean, two, two massive pickups for Sean also respect on the waiver wire this week is shout out to Jordan Reed, who will probably get injured this game, but it expects to, you know, see a lot of, a lot of volume now that Kittle's gone. And then also Nick Mullins to have a, a backup. I, I, yeah. I almost said reliable. Yeah. A backup to Teddy Bridgewater and Tom Brady adds a little bit of breathing room for Sean, given yeah, that Mitch agreed. Trubisky was jumped, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long he's going to be playing but for yeah. now yeah 100 agree that's a, it's always good to have a backup quarterback so the team um, th this team feels like a classic like they don't scare me but any given sunday yeah that's what they feel like i i, I couldn't agree more i don't want to play sean's team because i know that i've never played Devonte adams and not been super pissed off as a, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah he's a monster so, so good. i have never owned him in my life and i play against him every year at least you know once or twice and Usually when it usually down the stretch, I play Sean's team. Usually, I think week eleven or week twelve, and I always lose. <laughs> Notable, <laughs> I, I wanted to call out that um, 
that Josh Kelly was severely outtouched by both Justin Jackson and Troy Mayne Pope. Yeah, I think which is I, really interesting. I think Josh Kelly. I think people jumped the gun on Josh Kelly. Yeah. I, I'm, am, I'm I among them. I'm among them. Yeah, for sure. I offered him a second round pick. I offered him two hundred one for Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I I really liked him. The first two weeks he looked pretty good, um, and then he's just been been yeah. bad when given more opportunity, which is yeah. you know peculiar. But agreed. Also, last thing to note: it's not even noteworthy, but uh, T.Y. Hilton might be droppable. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> really bad, huh? Sad. I love T.Y. over the years. And and this is a game where you know, the Colts put up 41 points and he had two receptions, nine yards, two targets also. So. So Rivers just spreads the ball around and he's, he finds he his does, running back. And he finds his Trey Burton on the, yeah. <laughs> on the running right. touchdowns. RJ, how is your, uh, your performance this week? How are you feeling? Um, I, I'll <laughs> sum it up again with that rug, that rug statement is just upsetting. Yeah. 1.9 points, that should be 9 or 10. Yeah. Danny made some bad plays. Um, some of them to slate, and you get double points there. Um, I also – I'm a little um, disappointed with Hunter Henry so far with Herbert. I thought that would have been a nice connection for my roster, but you really haven't seen – yeah. A ton of it. Um, he had a 10.3 in there with Herbert, but a 4.9, a 3.8, a 5.3. It's just Keenan Allen. Herbert yeah. loves Keenan Allen, and I, I'm a little disappointed with that. So um, I yeah. couldn't be less disappointed. I've got, pretty happy I've got with one. That. I've got one more question for you, Arjun. I know we're on a on a. No, you're good. Time. I also so, have a questions, but you may you may cover it actually. Um, I just have. I only have one question, and my one question is about Antonio Brown. Are you selling Antonio Brown? Like, what what's the plan here? Like, what's the plan? <laughs> So I'll say I'll say this again. I can't emphasize more. I will sell anybody, to anyone for any you know any. What would, what would you sell him for right now? Having not seen him play, having here's how I feel about Antonio Brown. I would love to sell him in two weeks from now, maybe three. I don't know about week one, but I think you're going to get something in there as like a fifteener, and you're going to touch down and maybe sixty yards, whatever the day. Wow. You're going to get one of those in there in the next three to four weeks. At that point is when I think I can try to get a high-end second or low-end third, and that would be make me happy. I'm not sure it will happen, but if I get that, he's gone. A low-end second and a high-end third. You mean like a yeah, yeah, pick yeah. 20, 20 to 30 round? 20 to, to me, pick 20 to 30. Yeah. To me, I, he's what, 32? Which is yes. old for receiver, but not ancient for receiver. Like there could be if he's if he's comes back, he doesn't have a mental health breakdown, hopefully, and all that other stuff. He could be good for another two years. Maybe it's just Tampa for this year, and then he goes to a team like I'm not saying he'll ever come to the Giants, but the Giants who need a receiver, and he's good for two years. That's second late or whatever it is. It's um, yeah. It's kind of wild that. Antonio Brown was suspended for eight games and he wasn't even on a team and his suspension counted. Like he was suspended for the first eight games because of his whole. Oh, that's interesting. You're right. Yeah, last I mean, year. He wasn't even on a team. And he I mean, just, uh, like, the other thing is just the way the NFL handles domestic violence is disgusting. Yeah. And Antonio Brown is, is, you know, exhibit a of just like, he should not have a job in the NFL. There's still an ongoing investigation it's pretty disturbing that the Bucks picked him up. I mean, it's, you know, capitalist society. You want to win the game. You think he's the best option. But, like, 
you could go down the list of players, Joe Mixon, Zeke Elliott, um, Antonio Brown, Ray Rice, even like, it's just the way that the NFL treats domestic violence as if it's just, you know, a slap on the wrist, four game suspension is disgusting. And, yeah, and, I mean, and Josh Gordon's sitting there and he smokes weed and he's suspended for how long and not allowed to be put back in the league. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I couldn't agree more. I, was kind of trying to skate around this topic um, because I'm trying to hold this value. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, and, and we'll see what comes of the rest. Trying um, to skate around the topic, RJ, you have Darius Geis. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. Hey, <laughs> what kind of locker room, room are you? Our team is called uh, Mean Machine. We've got some guys over there. Convicts. We, we yeah. always go for it all. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's, uh, let's pivot to the last matchup, which was – the lamest of the week <laughs> between enemy of the pod. Wow. What a dud. Poopy poop poop versus <laughs> homoerotic acid trip and homoerotic acid trip. Not a great performance. 104 points much to the. <laughs> Don't say it. Constant chagrin <laughs> of Shraf uh, beating accidentally beating enemy of the pods who put up 77.4 points. Yeah, I mean, his team was simply better out there. <laughs> yeah, it, this, this was not a pretty one. Preface to say it's uh, bye week for Arizona, which is always going to be you a know, lot of buys yeah, on lo- both teams. Low key, though, Will has as many Arizona guys as, as Feck starts. Um, I'm just talking out my ass. This is probably wrong. But Atlanta guys, right? I think you're right, but it's. I think it's the quality. Yeah, yeah. No, not right. the. He's not like, they're not starters. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're not starters. Like Svek is literally relying on Christian these guys Kirk. week in and week out. Will starts Christian Kirk pretty cons- consistently, regardless yeah. of the. And he's starting him. He slotted in his lineup this week, also, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah. Um, Christian um, Kirk's good. Yeah, I mean, touching on Will's team, really bad performance, pretty much all around, minus Brandon Ayuk, which is encouraging, considering he's probably going to get a lot more looks. Look. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's great. And the Debo Samuel thing, the Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they're kind of like handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> if Debo's out, Brandon Ayuk's the guy. Yeah, and they, I, th- I think they can coincide pretty also, well, too. Also, Kittle is out, so they're going to have to rely on these on these guys. Absolutely. Um, Good days ahead for the San Francisco wideouts. What did you think of Tua? What did you think of Tua's debut? I mean, 90, <laughs> the least amount of – passing yards for a quarterback all season pretty disappointing i think he's i didn't really i didn't watch the full game it's tough to go against aaron donald your first game i'll say had a touchdown jalen ramsey right had the fumble um did i mean didn't play well just didn't yeah. play well right i still i'm still surprised by that move that they made uh from what it's, it sounds like they they have a lot of draft capital next year they want to see what they have in two um, yeah. even if they're competing yeah, I don't blame him for starting him. Maybe it's like what happened with his brother, Talia. Um, he's got a bad first week, and then the second week he blows up. Maybe. So we'll see. The number one thing for me on Will's roster, and I have him in the other in my other league, so which is why I'm going to say this, but Jonathan Taylor has been a damn disappointment. With that O-line. Yeah, could agree more. I the Colts games, but from what I've seen. He doesn't seen, look impressive. No, bad, bad, bad. And you know who looked impressive was Jordan Wilkins. He hit the whole yeah, side. Jordan Wilkins did put up a lot of yards. Yeah, did look good. And had tw- I'm, what twenty I'm carries, worried. twenty plus carries. I am worried for Jonathan Taylor. I didn't. He wasn't my favorite running back coming in. I liked him, but I don't know. 
he just hasn't looked good. And against that, with that, with that line, with that offensive line, oh my god, like it's just confu- it's confusing. Now, um, now, JT before this game, since week three, has not posted a mark under four yards per carry. And I know you're going to say it's four yards, like he's getting four yards here, four yards there. He lacks explosiveness. But if you're moving the ball four yards every time you touch uh, the ball. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it does. You're right. His, but at the same time, he had a two, his first game. Maybe I have first game bias when, you know. 2.4. Nine, nine carries, 22 <laughs> yards. This right, past and, game, and his past game, yeah. yeah. But uh, but he they claim that he's nursing an ankle injury, which is yeah. also a reason that Wilkins got the nod. But it, I mean, it's concerning. Wilkins playing yeah. so well, yeah. I mean, you don't two, you don't like that as yeah. as a an owner of JT. But um, I had two two quick notes on Will Robert Tanyan looks like the guy. Um, I think Will's found a tight end. I think Robert Tanyan looks like he he could be a reliable tight end. I agree in this league. Uh, and Cooper Cup had 21 targets last week. Holy, really? Oh, 21 wow. targets. 110 yeah. yards. Yeah, that's we wow. had. We Wait, had... that's really bad efficiency, actually. 11 receptions on 21 targets. <laughs> yeah, he's on my roster. I mean, so both both Rams receivers were in play today. So Cooper Cup, or yeah. you know, Will against Traff. Cooper Cup had 21 targets and had the yardage and the catches, but Robert Woods had the touchdowns, and that that's the difference that led Traff to to the victory here. Yeah, I mean, on the other end, talking about a true tight end, it looks like Mike Gusecki's stock is just absolutely plummeting. Penn State, good, New Jersey. Good, good. Get him out. It's Lock him up. <laughs> that, that guy, I watched him play football and volleyball, and I, one of my good friends who actually may listen to this podcast, so shout out Joe Schechter if you listen. Um, he's my fantasy uh, – I call him my assistant GM in this league. Consultant. He played volleyball too, and Mike Giusecki is one of the best football recruits, but he's actually the best volleyball recruit in the country at the time. And he literally spiked – I think they played at 25. He might have spiked 22 of them and just wow. dominated. They literally just clasped the ball anywhere in his area and spike. This guy is a beast. I think he'll be fine once two comes around, but I don't like it. <laughs> I hope he listens. Yeah, I mean, he's, got, he's a pretty smug face. You click on his his little avatar. Yeah, he seems like he's, he kind of seemed like uh, yeah, heard, apparently he's real smart though. I remember him being a smart guy, but whatever. Nah, he's not. I don't give a fuck. Every time, <laughs> every time Shraff starts Justin Jefferson, he plays poorly, yeah. which is kind of funny. He's I wouldn't put him in the rush Mount Rushmore yet, but no, he's he, he Travis he's Homer. T Higgins looks looks good too though. Yeah, looks really good. Yeah. Traff, a lot, a lot to look forward to, and I agree. I mean, just circling back to this trading wide receiver depth for an asset, and if you are patient enough to sit on that 2022 um, first round pick, then it it might be a good one. We we have no idea. It's hard to project that far ahead. So, yep. it'll it'll be one through twelve. That's for sure. And yeah, I I, I do like the trade. <laughs> Yeah, he just needs running backs badly. Probably worse than me. I, I also think Fournette is still Fournette is still twenty five years old and talented. I I, I tried to I tried to trade I think, him for it. I think somebody I think Leonard Fournette will have a better job next year, one way or another. Yeah, that's a good point too. He could he's could definitely be on the move. Yeah. Good good analysis. Once everyone abandoned ship in, in Tampa Bay and they realized Tom Brady's actually a systems quarterback. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. Well, that I mean, that's that's all the matchups. That was a freaking blast talking about those matchups, actually. Yeah, and, was, and on schedule, more or less. Yeah, we're we're doing well. We're 
I know. I'm like moderately hungry, so I may start getting a little bitchier, but we're well, in there. I, I think we I think we're cruising though, Grant. Oh yeah, we're cruising. Um having a great time. RJ, you just heat check. You, you good? You having fun? Oh dude, uh, you guys probably weren't looking at the video, but I was doing some dances just before. You are still extremely still frozen. frozen. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll FaceTime you guys while I dance over here. I have I have four like monitors hooked up right now, so that's wow. how and is it all research for, for the PF pod? Uh, one is research. One is you guys. One is Skype, um, which I really am not looking at. And the other is the election. Nice. And I am clicking through that actively. Let the good times roll. Gaines, what do, what do we got, man? Are we ripping power rankings right now? Let's rip power are we, rankings. Or are we ripping power rankings or standings? Which one do you like to do first? RJ, our beloved guest. Power rankings or standings? I just want to know if, uh, if where I sit in the, I know where I Let's sit do in standings. Camp. Let's do a standings recap, guys. All right, we can rip a little standings recap. Our our boy, our accountant, Jason Dobkin, uh, tabulated the, the hockey points uh, before the podcast today. Was, so, he, was he like interviewed and vetted for this? Or how, how did he become the, the vetter? Um, he is. You go to the, vet, vet school two, two and a half years? No, no he. he um, was the volunteer. That's pretty important. Oh, you don't pay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he was the volunteer. I, I can, uh, I can audit these numbers. But um, did you put out an RFP? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Am I stupid? Oh, cool. oh yeah. I actually wrote it up. Uh, I wrote the response for Jake and we won uh, for actually for Jason. Uh, he hired me kind of like Manisha, uh, what she does. Yeah, nothing shout like out, Shout out, Manisha. Shout out, Manisha. Uh, maybe, maybe she'll listen to the pod this week. Loyal John, listener of the pod. If John's uh, Makes listens it this to far. this pod. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gaines, run us through it. All right, so the standings this week. Uh, we, we mentioned the top three right now uh, is me, then John's, then Grant with 14, 13, and 12 hockey points respectively. Uh, just some background here. We've never done hockey points before, so we don't know what the threshold is um, to, you know, to make the playoffs. We can only go – I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. like, we don't know how many points you think you might need more to make the playoffs. Usually, you know, kind of like how the Electoral, electoral College has 270-point or vote threshold there. Uh, like, we don't know what the hockey point number is that would be like, hey, if I get 13 point, hockey points, I think, I, I think I'm a lock for the playoffs. So uh, – yeah, we're not. We're just not sure yet. But I think uh, me, Grant, and uh, Johns at the top three, sitting at twelve, fourteen through twelve points, uh, respectively, uh, has a pretty good shot at being locked. Um, then we get our next three. Uh, McCollum's got eleven points, and then Speck and Sean have ten points. They are running out the playoffs right now. Um, I think Sean might go down a little bit. Uh, as we talked about with Kittle. So that's definitely going to open up some room for enemy of the pod with nine points right now. And Scotty Killa with eight points right now, as well as Kinser and Traff both have seven points right now. It's um, all, been, all within reach. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a big drop off after, after Schraff in terms of the standings. I root for injuries has four hockey points. Uh, and that's probably around where, where he'll be. And Reverend Walton, our special guest, uh, is bringing up the rear with two. So I think those, I think 
at this point, it's safe to say, or semi-safe to say, that RJ and uh, Jason look like kind of locks for the top two picks in the draft. Cool. Not complaining. I will still try my hardest, but not complaining. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love your sentiment earlier that you're just going to, you're going to root for your boys. You're not necessarily putting them in a great position to win this year, but you're working with what you got. And I like, I like it's the like dedication. Still for you it's like JB playing against other varsity teams. My guys are going to come up, but not this year. Yeah, fair. All right, that was a, that was a great overview. So right now we're looking at, yeah, the top six. Okay, cool. You said it. <laughs> we don't have to read that. Let's so let's move into the power rankings. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. All right, RJ, you already know what it is, baby. You are not in last place. The yeah. Cellar dweller in the power rankings is Jason at number 12. I root for injuries. Um, lost this week. Could have easily won this week, which I don't think would have necessarily propelled him out of the, the 12th spot. But good. I'm sure he was as happy as I was that the outcome was as such, that I got the victory. Yeah, I think back to what I was just saying earlier, I think Jason and RJ are kind of – in a tier below everyone. I think it could be, you could argue for RJ's team or Jason's team being in this last spot. Um, they both put up around the same amount of points this week. Um, you know, same with prior weeks since Justin Herbert's been coming on. So. Yeah. RJ do the honors. I, 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 I'll be honest. I don't have these. It's, it's you. <laughs> it's you. You don't have to introduce any other one. It's just, it's you baby. Oh, all right. Great. Um, yeah, coming in at number 11 is the Reverend Walton squad. It's the future. Hell yes. Up, this will be the lowest we be for a number of years. Oh, I love that. And I can hear Ryan in the background also. Ryan, shout out. Miss you a lot. Loudest voice east of the Mississippi. No, Jaime has a louder voice. Louder voice, Jaime. Wow. A lot of noise coming out of 1502, huh? Jaime is louder. And I'm always screaming at the TV about something, so it doesn't really help. <laughs> And then you get Frank, our crazy neighbor outside, just screaming at all hours of the day. So shout out Frank, also pretty loyal listener to the pod. Um, let's move along to number 10. We have Schraff at number 10 for the third week in a row. I don't think there's any dispute here. This is the, these bottom three are the bottom three. Um, and you can kind of shuffle them in any order, but I, I think this is the appropriate. Jason, RJ, Schraff, uh, bottom to top. Yeah. I think you nailed it, Gainsey. All right. So coming in at number engine engine number nine, John Bassett. Um, that was a drop of two spots from last week. I know I was high on uh, I was higher on Sean's team last week than I have been. Uh, but George Kittle kind of being out for potentially the season is what what makes me drop him below this tier. So this these next three teams are really hard to rank as well. Um, but that, that is the, the deal breaker for why Sean's coming in at number nine. One yeah. comment. One comment on Sean, and actually on Kittle specifically. I have Kittle in my other league. I just dropped him. It's not, obviously, it's a, it's a dynasty league, but in a redraft, I think Kittle's out for the year. you got to drop him, just in case we got any, any, any redraft listeners. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, 
connecting with the redraft listeners out there. I know sometimes they get, you know, a little bit frustrated with all the dynasty talk. Um, but I they keep coming back for more. It's amazing. Sitting in at number eight, engine engine number eight, right? Luck eight ball. Yeah. Shrey Mittal, uh, which is a bump up. Shrey was sitting nine last week, and that's what you get for scoring 130 points, 33 points. Well done, Shrey. Taking down Tiger Kings, who, um, you know, always get a pretty favorable power ranking despite being outside of the of the playoff race but shrey sitting at number eight yeah Yeah, it's It's just right where he is man that's like no that's a good spot so this is so shrey eight's perfect shrey great figure two two (laughs) two circles two holes oh i didn't want to say that do you have any comments on two holes rj two holes one cup i guess (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on to number seven. We got, uh, we got Will Mott coming off the worst week of the worst showing of the week. Uh, I know he cracked the top six last week. So obviously he was bound to disappoint. Got too comfortable. <laughs> uh, Tua needs to be, be better than he was. If uh, Will wants to make a run at the playoff. Also Jimmy G being hurt. He doesn't have any wiggle room now. He's got – he needs two to step up. Yeah. Um, num- number, what, six in the in the power ranking is yep. Steve McCollum. And this is one that's a little eyebrow-raising to me. I, th- I think Sean's getting a little disrespect at number nine. And I think Steve is, is overhyped here at number six, to be I honest. I mean, he is the fourth highest hockey point guy right now. Yes, but you've been the first to say that it's not about the standings, yeah, it's about the I, talent. I agree. I just think that Dalvin Cook is uh, Dalvin Cook is better than than Devontae a lot of Adams. people. Or just a lot of people. Like I don't know. I think Dalvin Cook's great. I think We'll see we'll see this, how far Dalvin Cook can carry him. It will be interesting. I And Adam Thielen. And, I don't yeah. know. I just think I still think his team has talent and I think Goff and Rivers are solid enough that his quarterback play was was the concern originally uh i think they're solid enough considering that i think his other players he needs amari cooper to is really the key here he God, honestly cooper. the more people that you list off his roster the more convinced i am that six He's is too not high yeah yeah but That's i fair. mean it's it, we'll, we'll see how things shake out this week um Cook is becoming like a McCaffrey oh no doubt Dalvin Dalvin Cook, I, I would yeah. never say a bad thing about Dalvin Cook for sure yeah. but you need other pieces around him the dynasty aspect and how big our league is you need I mean you can have those Sly out, outliers too, ball out Sean is there's <laughs> no young way Kubra uh, I think I think they're all in tears I mean I think and then I mean the thing is we have Steve coming in number six on the power rankings uh with 11 hockey points and right above them at number five is Kinser who has two wins this year. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Yeah. But that, but the, for you, this, this feels like you're abandoning the power ranking structure for McCollum and then buying fully into it with Kinser seeing the talent on his roster there, but kind of being blinded by McCollum's 11 hockey points. Not to criticize you, of course. I just think that McCollum, Maybe not. I still, I just yeah. think, I think his team is, I think people – I don't think his team is great, but I don't think his team is bad either. Yeah. I think fair. other teams have just is the same amount of issues that he has mm-hmm. at this range. Like, I think, I think it's just at this range. 
Yeah, but notable, like you said, we can move along to Kinser sitting at number five, dropped from number four, was number five in week six. So kind of just holding on here, it seems like his downfall hasn't been that swift. It's kind of been like a slow, agonizing death for Kinser. But yeah. there's still so much hope on his roster. And, and I mean, Gaines, you say this all the time. I don't want to play Kinser. There's no yeah. way in hell. So that's, that's what it boils down to, really, is just the fear factor here. The, the Ooh, Joe Rogan. Great show. <laughs> the Joe Rogan of this. Not, yeah. not great. Uh, coming in at number four, we got the guy who I never want to play, Ben Speck. Mm. Uh, I st- sooner or later, man. Sooner or later, those, those Ravens. 200 plus. He, he's, he could go for 200 at, any week. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Number three, a lot to be – a lot to want from this team. Grant, my own team, sitting at number three. I have a talented roster for sure. They just haven't necessarily all performed well together yet. So I think I'm getting healthy, as RJ said, at the right time. And if the quarterback situation can figure itself out, I mean, you like what you see the first couple of weeks of the season with Josh Allen and Cam. It was unstoppable. So – yeah, lots of life for my team. It's just there's still that, like, fraud Chicago Bears vibe to it at the same time. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Two. Your team didn't score that high this week, Grant, but you still somehow were, like, in the top six in scoring. It's low week, low scoring it, week it all was a, Yeah, it was a low week. And, I, I mean, I'll be the first to say my team didn't play well. <laughs> yeah. like I wasn't happy. I, when I looked at my fantasy team, I wasn't like, yeah. So. Uh, coming into number two, uh, we've got the former number three on the power rankings, Chris Johns, whose name now holds true. Uh, <laughs> Moving on up. Yeah, I, I already made the case when we were talking about his matchups that I think his team is solid and on the up and up. Um, put up the third highest points for this week despite having uh, a lot of buys and injuries. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, well, well, remains to be seen how Mike Evans stays involved with Antonio Brown out there. But uh, overall, I don't think – I think he's got a solid team top to bottom. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, just I, – I don't want to steal the thunder for the next segment, but – so I won't. Yeah. RJ, you want to you wanna introduce number one? You know who it is. You don't oh, need no roster for this. Jacob E. Gaines. Or the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, sixth, excuse me, consecutive week. Jake Gaines takes the, the crown spot of number one. Congratulations, yeah, probably, Mish, again. Thanks. Probably modest. He probably could have been the number one from, from the get-go. Um, I don't ever love teams that start players from have 12 or whatever roster spots and start teams from three te- players from three teams. Um, Browns, Falcons, Ravens. So I probably at the beginning of the season would have went Jake, but uh, Commissioner, I understand you were being a little humble there. Didn't want the target on his back. I don't, don't. I never want the target on my back. I just kind of played into it. Uh, well, it's weird though. Yeah. You're you're not the villain, Gaines. You really, really? are. I feel like I'm the villain. No, you're not the villain. I don't know who is actually at this point. I don't know if our league has a, a villain. I might be it because I I just squeak out so many wins in my teams. I, I don't average. know. It's I think I think a lot of people have inner rivalries with each other. That uh, I don't know if there's one 
villain. I'll tell you what. I want to I beat the, the hell out of. I want to beat the hell out of Chris Johns this week. Are we going to hop into this segment right now? I mean, we're ready. Yeah, your team's number ready. one. Everyone knows why they're number one. Yeah, I was just going to say that unreal stat that that I had uh, that um, my team has not put up less than like 140 points all yes. year besides one week. So a hat tip to pretty, you. Your team is pretty, yep, yeah, pretty good. Team played uh, really well. So th- there you go. There's your fodder for your villains. If you guys need a villain, I just I just told you that my team's better than all yours. <laughs> That may have been a hot take also. We'll, we'll see who – I want to see who the villain is, actually. That could be a little fun conversation in the, in the so, pipeline. So, so, yeah, so, Grant, hop into forecasting for next week, your matchups of next week. Uh, it sounds like Johns is your villain. Johns is my villain this week. <laughs> and last week, uh, Dobkin was not my villain. The week before, Svek was not my villain. So, yeah, right, so it sounds like Johns is it's a villain. little bit of a rivalry. I don't think it's like a full-out – war but it's like a plus, it's a plus class rivalry i guess so it's it's a rivalry of hairlines who can hold on <laughs> longest we're taking a different approach john's yeah, has the chalk I, I have the pills we're, we're working on it man I, I i don't know i don't know if we have a good assessment of this though um <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to do outside polling ask manisha and milana to get involved um Tight projection this week. Tight projection. I cannot wait for this week. I think I have the upper hand, to be completely honest. I really like my roster that I'm putting out. I think my players are a bit more consistent than his, which can actually bode poorly for me, given that his team could also explode. CMC's back will be very interested to see his workload versus Mike Davis to see if he gets the full green light. I currently have Le'Veon on the bench in favor of Zach Moss. And I think I'm going to stick with that. I'm hoping Chris Carson plays. I know I'm throwing a lot out, but I, I this will be a fun. This will be a fun matchup. And fun matchup it sure. starts yeah. tomorrow if the game uh, goes on. He's got Kendrick Bourne and Jermichael Hasty starting it up. So He's got, He does not have Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Playing. Oh, he took him out for Jermichael Hasty. Okay. Jermichael okay. Hasty. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got Mr. Hasty. But, yeah, this will, be, uh, this will be a fun matchup for sure. Uh, I'm going to go, go on to my uh, – Yeah matchup of the week next week and that is obviously involving me uh because that's the one i'm looking forward to i'm playing against wilmot um and this is a mat so grant granted i don't know what i was gonna say but will is my is my nemesis in fantasy sports if mm-hmm. i as far as villains go will is my villain and i'm probably will's villain we we've been competing in fantasy against each other for years uh, whether it's baseball or football. So this, this one. Unbiased. Who, who has the upper hand historically? Uh, Will's won baseball three times in a row. I mean, I guess historically it's probably him. Yeah. But uh, I think. That's, it takes a lot. Tables, it takes a lot for you to say turned, that. That's respect. The tables have turned in, as far as dynasty is concerned. We're in two dynasty leagues together, and my team's got the upper hand in both of them right now, it seems. so. Respect. Yep. Um, but, yeah, big week. Uh I have to play against my boy Brandon Ayuk, so that one hurts me. Tomorrow night, too. Yeah. Gaines also going with the one quarterback set, given that Carson Wentz is on by and no trust in Sam Darnold. So, or um, or Philip Walker. Philip Walker. PJ Walker. No trust. I don't oh. have any any trust that he's gonna gonna play. Who the hell is Philip Walker? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I don't know exactly what I'll do. I don't know if I'll play. All I can remember, I'm just having flashbacks of Sam uh, Jets play the 
Pats on Monday Night Football, and I have a flashback from last year when Sam Darnold had negative eight points. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I can start him. <laughs> oh, that's another – just going back to my matchup with Cam um, playing Monday Night Football will be interesting to see how much how many points I need, if any. I'm actually – I'm calling a blowout for this one. But, um, yeah, I may actually bench Cam just for posterity. So <laughs> – RJ, you got one more. Uh, what what uh, what for, what matchup are you looking forward to? I did want to get one. I, I like Grant and John. Wow, RJ went like a mile yeah. and a half um, away from his phone. Yeah, I think that thumbs up my audio. I, I tried to get a word in before, and I think you guys didn't pick it up. Oh, there you are. Oh, there you're, we go. You're back. Mate, you're back. back. I love it. I was trying to figure out what was wrong. Um, I want to get back real – my matchup is Grant Johns. I love to see it, and especially because I talk some smack about Johns. His team just don't want to get his little attention a little bit, and I hyped up Grant's team. I do want opinions here. McCaffrey, what, what, is, what kind of role is he going to have? What are we thinking? Bell cow. Yeah, he's Christian McCaffrey. 90% of snaps. You think he's get, he, he's coming right yeah. in there and going all he's gonna, I bet yeah. he I bet he gets 60 to 70% of snaps first game back, but he's – I think he's how many touches? His fifteen to twenty-five. Fifteen to twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty touches. Eighteen, eighteen touches. Yeah, eighteen is a clean number. Ninety-two yeah, yards, a touchdown. Yeah, I like that. Okay, uh, I need to know that for my league. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> happy to serve. First one's free. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. Other than that. Other than that, we're going to enjoy a great week of, of fantasy sports. Again, a, a nice distraction from this kind of stressful election season. So um, we'll probably I take also would love. I also would love to beat Shrey. I would love to beat Shrey. Oh. oh, rivalry week. God, is this rivalry week? Dude, it might be. I'm kind of forcing a rivalry between me and Johns, but I, I think it could be there. I think it's there. I have no fantasy also, rivalry of Shrey. There's no reason – to say there's a rivalry between fantasy. I just think his team has projected a lot of points. I'm not projected a lot of points. His team was supposed to be good in the beginning of the year. My team was supposed to be bad. Don't walk back your rivalry oh, game. Bad. It's a rivalry game. I'm going to beat Trey. 35-point upset. You heard it here. Boom. Wow. Wow. Love that. I and can't wait to tune in. I think, I think week nine is rivalry week. I think we should adjust the schedules moving forward so that we have a, a rivalry week. I think that should go to the voting board. Oh, I could agree more. Yeah, that would be a next the anti-rule change committee will want to review that. Because I would actually argue that we should play rivalry week when all teams are guaranteed full strength, no buys. So maybe push it to either the, one of the first three weeks to get the excitement going or push it to week like 14. All it would take is a, is a couple of adjustments. We wouldn't change who plays who the same amount of time. I don't know. We, we've never discussed scheduling. It's no, but I mean, if, if you're playing rivalry week, yeah. you, need, you need to be full strength. I'm not going oh, in against agree, John's couldn't agree more. limping, yeah. you know? Couldn't, yeah. couldn't agree more, but that's, that's crazy. That's like crazy, that. yeah. uh, crazy to think about. Good, good. Well, it looks like six teams are I'm off the board, that. so those listening at home, you have to find your rival <laughs> if you've been unclaimed. I know Kinzer's like, God, I thought yeah, – I, I, <laughs> This is my rival. <laughs> I thought Graham was my rival. It's like Duke and it's like Duke and UMD. Yeah. <laughs> is Maryland's rival Rutgers? Is that a rival? Dude, we tried to make Penn State happen. I don't know, but it's funny because it's the same thing with. It was funny because watching the Michigan State Michigan game because it was the same thing with them. Michigan State thinks like Michigan's their yeah. rival. Michigan's yeah. just like Ohio State's our rival. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's sad really um yeah well what that was a really good podcast if i do say so myself steven speck are rivals 100 percent. so that leaves <laughs> that leaves it what kinser and jason no i think that's a pretty good that's a good rivalry they're they're both pretty into sean, no sean it's, and it's a, sean and jason sean and jason and then yeah. kinser so and who's the the final shraff kinser and shraff <laughs> do we gotta force that rivalry <laughs> the cincinnati vibe with i don't know cincinnati pittsburgh there you go Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, yeah. Well, I was thinking more Joe, Joe Burrow versus uh, – and actually, remember earlier this year, Schraff – Kinser started Joe Burrow despite Schraff's wishes, so that, that created a little bit of bad blood. Yeah, I mean – Which Kinser, we're manufacturing, really. It wasn't yeah, actually – Kinser has only had one year in this league, so it's – I don't think he's really developed a rival. Yeah. <laughs> so – yeah, tough spot. We're gonna have to. We're gonna force you. This is gonna be a UMD Rutgers thing. We're gonna force. We're gonna force this this robbery. Absolutely. <laughs> That's Rutgers, though. That's Rutgers. Um, I hate All to right. say it. I have. Yep. I have to close the pod because I have a soccer game in 15 minutes and it's 20 minutes away. So the math is right. not adding up. The math is not adding up. So we'll uh, talk to you later. An uh, absolute blast, RJ. Thanks so much for joining, brother. Thanks for the invite. Um, three goals. We'll see you next week. Three goals. Yeah. Three goals was a, a weird way to end the pod. I don't know what that means, but um, going to score three goals tonight. Oh yeah, in soccer, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm playing defense, but anyway, what a fun pod, Gaines. I can't see your face, but I know you're giving me the cue to say this. I love you guys. Love you lots. Say it again, Grant. I love you guys. <laughs> RJ, don't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lisa.